Welcome to the Leadlyant Media Podcast, and this week we're talking web development. So we've seen a lot of websites, and websites can be anything from extremely complicated and huge e-commerce sites, or you know sites with large databases, or very simple small sites for you know businesses starting out, or blogs, or pretty much anything in between. Uh, ben and I have been doing this for quite a while, as far as you know web development and. Uh, just launching websites. So I'm going to introduce Ben because this is his first time on our podcast. Um, and then we're going to get into kind of the fundamentals of starting out a website for your business. Yeah, great. Um, so my name is Ben Noble. I work as a web developer with Lead Lamp Media. Um, and uh, yeah, so today I've prepared five standards for web development. If you're going to be building your own website with a DIY builder like um, Squarespace, Wix, so on and so forth. Um, or if you're going to contract that work out to an agency like Lead Land Media, um, these are five basic, the, the most fundamental basic things you need for any website you do in 2023. You know, uh, when things started back in the 90s um, to kick off on the internet, uh, a lot of these things weren't here, like uh, mobile responsiveness, SEO best practices, these types of things. So mm -hmm. we're going to talk about what kind of today, in today's world, you absolutely have to have yeah no no matter what um it's like the checklist like the starter fundamentals yeah of a launching a website yeah you absolutely have to have these things um there's no excuse not to um even if they take a little more time because people expect these things um it's going to drive sales for mm -hmm. your company um so we can jump right into it so yeah the first thing is uh purpose and goals you have to know you know this is more of just kind of big picture for your company or mm -hmm. you know you're if you're a sole proprietor or your freelancer, all important. But uh, what is the goal of your website? What's the purpose? You know, uh, people think you just have to have a website, but. Uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the initial thing is everyone just says, well, you have to get your website out there. Right. And then on, we, we see it too. A lot of people rush right. and it's done bad. It's executed poorly too. So yeah. um, what's something that, what's a good way for someone who's just starting out to right. kind of get it on paper and figure out you know, what, what do I need for my website? What's the goal? Yeah. What's it supposed to accomplish? And this is in any venture. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you're doing. Uh, it's good to have a plan. You know, those who don't have a plan, what is it? Uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Mm -hmm. I think this is just as important for website, especially when you're talking about the amount of time and money and effort that are going to go into this eventually. If it's not money paying somebody, it's going to be time, which is important to you and, and is uh, valuable. So, um, you know, what you don't want to happen, what I've had happen in my own, uh, you know, experience is you start building something, you realize halfway through that's not what you want, so you have to restart. <laughs> it's like trying to build a house and not knowing, do you want three, two, three floors? Do you want uh, three bathrooms? You're building a house, mm -hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. So getting into that. So is it going to be an e-commerce? You mentioned this. Is it going to be an e-commerce platform, a blog, a portfolio, or something else? You know, uh, depending on what your answer is, you're going to have a different... Uh, web builder, you know, there's so many options out there. So mm -hmm. If you're going the DIY route, uh, there's Shopify, um, there's Wix and Squarespace. Those are like the big three right now. And then WordPress obviously is a big one. Um, but that's that, you know, WordPress is a little more complicated where it could be a DIY or uh, custom. Yeah, but. I think sometimes WordPress is sold as a DIY to people that, you know, are just starting out. Yeah. And then they get into WordPress and then they quickly realize it's it's not what they expected yeah it's it. it's not very diy friendly and they've done a lot better to make it 
yeah that way uh more recently but it's still um it's kind of the industry common one where yeah. oh you can use wordpress to start and yeah people get into it and then yeah. they're in over their heads usually. i think it's just so popular you know 46 yeah. i think is the last number i saw the internet is still running a wordpress so uh there are a lot of resources out there to fix issues there are plugins that help you kind of drag and drop features to help you build a website if you don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing but at the same time there's a lot of people that know how to build with wordpress so you know there's tons of right kind of competition well, and going the other way if you stay away from that custom route uh, yeah. of a custom wordpress site like you were mentioning squarespace yeah a lot of those companies shopify squarespace wix they're really good at putting up the guardrails for people yep. um and it's not, not a bad thing. friendly right right it's not yeah. a bad thing though but yeah. you know if you have a if you have a small construction business or, yep. or you're a remodeler and you just want a website right uh, or your wife's going to do it or a, f- a friend of yours yeah they exactly. they do a really good job of letting you stay inside of the lane to not right. break their website, right. but you'll still end up with a pretty decent looking Yeah, so it's, it's like kind of safe. You right. Know? Um, you're safe, but you don't have as many features available to, you, right. available to you out of the box. And that's an important note. Um, a lot of people think, you know, I need six pages if I'm going to have a website. You know, I need an about page. I need a home page. I need a um, pricing page and all these things. When in fact, if you have a simple construction business, like you said, it's good to start off maybe with just a one page kind of, a simple landing page type thing um, and then kind of build that out as your business grows because you're going to be spending a lot of money and effort mm-hmm. um, trying to build a website that frankly not many people will even know about mm-hmm. until you grow as a business so you could put more of your effort into building your, your business so that website has more of a justification for the expense and then as you grow you have more money to kind of invest back right. into it. it'll scale as you scale yeah exactly yeah. so that's again why you need to know the purpose and the goal of what your website is going to be doing if people are if it's just a glorified landing page you know like a business card which a lot of people starting out that's great you know you know somebody says hey i need a roof on my house um i heard you do that you could point them right to your website mm-hmm. they go on there they fill out that contact form that's all it is that's a really important thing but yeah. you don't need then a shopping cart you know you don't need other features that you might need if you were doing some more of a e-commerce type thing so and then that kind of to wrap up that first point like one good way to effectively get started on your first website ideally is and then if whether it's your first or it's your hundredth website is even just pull out a piece of notebook paper and just scratch you know some a list of things down like exactly here's what here's the size of the site i think i'm gonna need here's the basic core functions is it gonna sell stuff is it just Mm -hmm. the contact you know is it just for lead gen um is it gonna show off my portfolio videos so just trying to think of you know, what you like in seeing some other websites, right? Look at websites outside of your industry too. Cause one yep. thing that we see common is people who are in the roofing industry. Yep. I'll just use them as an example. Yep. They'll look up their roofing friends, websites right. or competitors sites. Right. And then they get stuck in that same trench of, yeah. well, this is what all the other roofing sites look like. It must I, be have, best. I have to have that. Exactly. Um, but really it's good to look outside of that. So when you're building out your list off that first, our first item we're talking about, right. It's important to look around at other yeah. sources of inspiration. And uh, the good thing about an agency is uh, an agency like ours can suggest things. You mm-hmm. know, if you have a, a really good idea for what you want to drive customers towards, we could say, well, this is all you really need. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can kind of manage the pricing based on what you actually need versus maybe these are some wants in the yeah. want category. Maybe uh, down the road, six months from now, you can. Well, and we can work within their wants and needs. Right. To start. Exactly. Yeah.
All right, so kind of moving on to the next thing. Um, U, UX, UI, you might have heard those terms thrown around, but they literally just mean user experience, user interface. Um, so if you ever hear like, oh, I'm a UX designer, that's that just means how things look and how they interact. It's it's In the web development community, we like to make things more complicated than they have to be. But um, UX and UI design, um, user interface design. Um, so what does that mean kind of to you if I were to say, you know, I want a good user interface. Mm -hmm. you know, try to make it in layman's terms, based on what you understand to that to mean, Britt. In my in my words, yeah. So if you uh, weren't a developer, and I know you had. If you're I not as much of one as me, so. right, right. So in my in my version of UX would be if I'm going to explain it to a potential client or just someone you know I'm, I'm connecting with. Yep. Um, it's it's the experience of the website. So uh, any company whether you're big or small, one man shop, or you yeah. got a hundred employees, you want to make sure that your experience when you're face to face with the customer mm -hmm. is good. Right. Right. So you want that same, you know, good feeling or that same similar brand experience that yeah. you have for yourself to reflect on the website. Hmm. And it's not just from the branding aspect. It's also the ease of use. So, sure. um, yeah. So I would say like maybe the experience would be more of the branding than the use. Right. The ease of use would be more the interface, would you say? Yeah, but I I think what we like you said, we do a really good job in this industry of like yeah. complicating things and muddying things. Yeah. But in general, when you talk to a client who's not from this world, yeah. um, as far as web development right. and design, you really just want to make sure that everything's usable, everything makes right. sense, it's accessible. Yeah. Um, and that your your brand and your personality within your company also follows through within the website. That's right. kind of the the blend between UX and UI, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think it's super important. We can't like gloss over it um, because you mentioned earlier, just looking at other competitors and assuming that's the best way. That mm -hmm. is absolutely not always the case. Um, you know, I, I thought of a stat that I've heard recently. It used to be five, 10 seconds. When a user comes to your website, they have five or 10 seconds to make an impression. Well, now it's more like a second or two because mm -hmm. it just the way that the uh, the internet has changed, people scrolling expect. brains. They, yeah, I mean yeah. the TikTok generation. That's just what it is. Like the, our, our attention spans getting shorter and shorter, so we expect less content in more of a compact way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you literally have a second or two to make a good impression, um, or somebody will click away because there's a hundred other people willing to take that person's uh, business mm -hmm. um, that maybe just priced right, just like you. But you need to make that. What's that kind of extra edge that you have over that competitor? Mm -hmm. uh, if they even happen to click on your website. So that, that takes some, you know, work on the front end of getting them to the, to your website. So once you've kind of, uh, sorry, you've kind of funneled down to getting people to your website. Now that they're there, they have, you know, you, it's that moment of truth. So does the website tell them stay here and keep clicking mm -hmm. or does it make them uh, get overwhelmed? That's one thing I see a lot. Um, there's too much content. There's just too, too much noise. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's almost like a, when you go to a restaurant yeah. and the menu has a hundred items on it and right. you're like, I, I don't know what yeah. to pick. You're, but if you go to a somewhere where it's simple and it's very, you know, right. very simple, is it spelled out exactly how it's supposed to be? It's um, pared down pretty small. Then your options aren't as wide, but right. then it's straight to the point. That's how my best yeah. impression of your website should be. Yeah. It's like any run of the mill diner. Yeah. You know what that. do you do? Yeah. Like what's your business do? Exactly. And that should be the first impression of, you know, how do you take care of your customer and what do you do? Yep. That should be the first thing they see on your website. Yeah. What do you do? How, uh, how does it make my life better? And how do I get it? Those mm -hmm. are the three things that need to be answered within 
literally three to five seconds. Mm-hmm. So if that's not there, and that gets in a little bit of content, which we also do uh, at Lead Lamp. We generate content for people who clients who basically don't want to think about content or don't know where to start. That's a lot of people, you know, mm-hmm. I know what I do well, maybe I'm an electrician, but how do I kind of translate that into a way that sells, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of that goes into it as well. But um, even how the nav bar looks, you know, that, that kind of thing, there are best practices uh, we don't have time for here, but there are things that everybody kind of expects based on just the way things have been going in the last 20 years of the internet. You know, the nav bar should basically be at the top of the page. Um, the footer should be at the bottom. Just really basic things. Mm-hmm. The call to action should be in the center or very clear in the corner uh, of, of the top of the page. So we can talk about those things in a different podcast. But uh, just remember that UX and UI, um, user experience, u- user design are extremely important. And uh, there's plenty of free resources out there um, to figure out how to implement those things, but we can also help with that at Lead Lamp. Yeah. All right. Number three is uh, mobile responsiveness. And I think this one's huge. Uh, a stat that I just pulled up um, basically says mobile phones generate over 60% of the web tra- website traffic in 2022. Did you know that? I figured it was over that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I, I couldn't remember what it was, but 60% kind of surprised me. And that's, that's just, yeah. uh, that's just a blanket stat. Yeah. So you right. do have industries where your mobile usage is probably... 80% or higher right. too. Like depending oh, yeah. on your industry, you might actually have less than half, you know, if it's a, right. a, a little bit more, um, older school, the demographic the industry. Yeah. Yeah. We will get into analytics a little bit, but your demographic doesn't matter. And that gets into your target audience. Mm-hmm. You know who your customer is basically. Right. Have you kind of that developed that, that, um, avatar, if there's a different ways of doing that. Right. But, well, we could talk about that another, yeah. but the, but just, the mov- I think you're getting at is like, if your website isn't looking well or performing well for mm-hmm. mobile devices, yeah. it's going to crash and burn when someone gets there. Like, yeah, basically if you don't have a mobile responsive and that's a fancy way of saying it looks good on a phone. Mm-hmm. If you, if your website does not work on both a computer and a phone, then people aren't going to take you seriously. Frankly, it's just, it's that important in 2023 because that many people will ultimately, whether you like it or not, go and look at your phone. It's expected. Yeah. Six times out of 10 on, on the phone. And I prefer um, people going to a website on their computer because you know you can kind of lay out the design a little nicer and things. Be it's cool. friendlier for um, you and Nancy to design them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from a design standpoint, we work so hard to make it look really good and crisp on a computer, mm-hmm. a bigger screen. But to make that look crisp on a smaller screen is very important. And not just a smaller screen, but and a lot of people don't realize this. It's not just your mobile phone. Right. It's my cell phone. Joe's cell phone. Yeah, there are different Cody's types of phones. Phone, exactly. My tablet, whatever. Like you have a, a wide range of screen sizes right. now. It's not just, you know, one yeah. monitor and one cell phone size. And that's a good point. You know, there's not just, it used to be you had two different versions of your site. You'd have a desktop version and a mobile phone version. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's literally just one version and you make it uh, applicable for every single. Unlimited single. screen sizes. Right. So when that was one of the hardest things a, a developer to learn is making it responsive. Um, mobile friendly. So as you go down and, and width, you know, to make everything kind of fit together nicely and work together in that way. Um, but now that I've kind of learned it, it's, it's very exciting to mm-hmm. kind of be creative and how to, how to make that look good. So one, well, and, and not to belabor this topic any longer, but you also have the old thing about browsers, different right. browsers on different screen sizes, but now you have yeah. different browsers on different mobile phone sizes. Yep. Oh, I just hit the mic. Yeah. Sorry, Cody. Uh, yeah, yeah. So now yeah. you have a hundred different 
screen yeah. sizes and a couple dozen different browsers. And we've run yep. into issues with that too. Um, you know, yep. you can't, we'd be remiss if we didn't say that, you know, through developing and building out websites and mm -hmm. launching them that eventually you don't come across stuff. And recently we had one oh, where sure. Safari was causing a problem. Yeah. The few people that use Safari. So, be, yeah. Yeah. So not to go into a <laughs> different topic. It's not very but, supported. Uh, you know, it's just not very popular. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to consider there's going to be a, a small percentage. Prepackaged. Yeah. Small, small percentage of people that are still going to use it. Um, so yeah, mobile responsiveness is very important. Um, Four is SEO best practices. What does SEO mean, Brett? You're the industry yeah. expert here. So SEO is basically long and short of it. Um, when your clients are searching for your services or brand, are you showing up in the search engines uh, organically? Okay. So there's a difference there and we won't get into the, the AdWords side of it, but I'll right. just skim it. So yeah. a lot of people, I actually run into this a lot where people don't realize when they're searching, um, tractor repair near me, yep. if that first result comes up, they just think that, well, that's the first result. Right. They don't really realize that that's an ad. Um, someone's mm -hmm. paying to get that click from you. Is there a way to tell the difference? Yeah. On the, on the left side, it usually says ad or advertisement or promoted, depending on the search engine, sponsored. Um, gotcha. And sometimes the search engines change it week to week for what it says, but it'll be indicated with yeah. some sort of bold or a little icon in the corner. Um, but when you scroll down a little farther, that's when you start to see organic search results. Okay. So that's what SEO gotcha. really handles. Um, and that's applicable also, not just to your website, but if you're doing YouTube yeah. videos, right. uh, since Google and YouTube are the same company, yeah. it's the largest search engine in the world. There's also SEO for your videos right. and sometime from time to time, you'll see videos pop up in the Google search results, but to boil it all down into a really simple, uh, uh, Sparknotes version for yeah. this podcast right. is Google and Bing and all the other search engines out there. Those are the two. Do people use Bing. <laughs> Someone uses Bing. We got to cover it. Uh, right. Ask but Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Yes. <laughs> so Over if you want to ask Jeeves, Jeeves um, there's so many that, that tried. Yeah. Google we'll go with Ask Jeeves for okay. this episode. <laughs> but uh, if you're on any of the major search engines, including if if Ask Jeeves still even exists, who knows? Um, those search engines are receiving signals from your website, okay. uh, whether it's, or to your website, right. whether it's from links from other websites or your content that you're putting out blogs and blogs, uh, social signals that, you know, things you share on LinkedIn or Facebook or wherever, <clears throat> eventually through this network of linking and also you working with the search engines, some of them have, um, mm -hmm. like consoles basically where you can go in and submit site maps and right. a lot of technical stuff we can site talk about later. Meaning, you know, what, what is the, the actual website look like right. from a data standpoint. Right. So when Google side. goes in and the way they do it is cr they crawl it, right? Which right. means literally they just look at all the content and say, this is the content that you need uh, based on what you just asked for in the search engine. Right. So you, And so this well, is the most relevant based on that, that content. It's a robot, right? That's right. crawling all of these sites. It's an amazing thing. All these sites, a billion sites, a uh, hundred times a second yeah. probably. So what it's doing then is, um, to, I'm going way off on some rabbit trails here, yeah. but it, it deserves another episode. It does, just in its own. but SEO in a small package is, uh, you tailoring your website with content and proper formatting right. to get your search result. Oh, you, I mean, I'm sorry, your content yeah. and solutions to those people's problems yeah. in front of them when they're searching for that. So yeah. if it's lawnmower repair or right. how to set up your podcast mics. Right. Someone out there is writing the best content for that. Right. The search engines go out to try to find that right. 
index it, which means I put it in their library. So that way when Ben goes and searches those queries, yeah. it will show up first. And that's, um, I mean, it's pretty complicated, but yeah. and it's wild that it even works. I um, think everybody knows just by using it that uh, being in the top literally five to 10 is really, really important mm -hmm. those search engines, um, the, the search queries, uh, because honestly, nobody looks past that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't think yeah. you do. Well, and they've gotten tricky now. Yeah. We're going to go off on a rabbit trail. <laughs> but what, I don't know if you've noticed, but like on mobile, yeah. when you scroll, yeah. it doesn't, there's no like next page. It's just, it's, yeah, it's just an infinite code. scroll now. Yeah. I noticed that. So it's kind of well, tricky. Well, because Elon Musk had a joke, right? He said, how do you hide a murder? He said, you put it on the second page of Google. Yeah. That's no longer funny. Now, it, yeah. it is, it's just infinite. Now there is no second page <laughs> on mobile. So, but the, anyways, the, the uh, premise is still there. That basically, if you're not in the top ten, then nobody's seeing you on Google, and that's ninety nine percent of the way people find you these days. Right, is, is through Google and, and and through dealing with some clients' websites and our own websites. Yeah. In fact, um, if you're not showing up on that first page, yeah, th there could be a myriad of issues from technical SEO right. issues, uh, link structuring. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not showing up well on mobile, right. so they're just not going to show you on mobile search results. Your yeah. content might just be thin. You right. might need to write more content. So that's how... Um, more relevant content. Yeah, and there's plenty of... Target, if target you want to dive into it, there's pr plenty of free resources to yeah. learn how to do SEO. But you know, getting someone in there that's done it effectively in the past and has ranked sites yep. consistently is also a good way to just you know talk to them, have them lay out a plan for you, and, and move forward from there. And I think a theme here is there, with Google and AI, especially now that AI is becoming uh, more prominent, there's a lot of free resources, right? I mean, mm -hmm. you can learn anything on YouTube you want to learn, whether it's building, uh, fixing your tractor or uh, building a website. And you can sure enough do that. But um, the amount of time and effort that it's going to take to kind of get that learning curve and to make it right from right. an expert level um, is going to maybe maybe not be as beneficial. There's a cost-to-benefit ratio there you have to right. consider. So, And that's, that's when you would cons consider hiring somebody mm -hmm. um, to do it for you. But you can definitely find all the resources uh, on your own. Uh, just like this podcast. Uh, mm -hmm. So analytics and monitoring are the last is the last point that I wanted to bring up. Um, the importance of Google Analytics because that that is the main uh, player here. Google obviously has many resources for companies and businesses. Right. Um, so I I would say they're the number one go to for for analytics because they kind of have in house. Yeah, there's a few others, um, and I won't touch on all. We, you right. could go for dozens of episodes on yeah. analytics tools, um, but. Google Analytics is probably the, one of the main players for almost any business, right. small to large, that wants to start out. Um, some of them get a little bit more intrusive as well as far right. as tracking, but Google Analytics Privacy is pretty... Defense, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's... We'll go in, we can go into tools yeah. to find out what sites are tracking you later, but Google Analytics is really, from a business standpoint, is good to show you know where your traffic's coming from. Mm -hmm. as, and when I say where, I don't mean how they're searching on Google. I mean, are they coming from Bing? Google, even more specific, Yahoo. Is it a phone? Is it a desktop? Yeah, it shows it shows the tech the tech breakdown of who's coming to your website. So the country, I mean, mobile, desktop browsers that they're using. Well, people don't realize the amount of data they have. Yeah. Well, we could talk about whether or not that's good, but the fact is that that's that's the reality. But as a business owner, it is valuable, and you accept so, that when you use you use most of these services, yeah. like uh, Facebook. But they know where you live, not necessarily the house. Maybe I don't really know how. I don't want to know. I don't. But at least know. the region, so you're getting a better idea, and that goes back to kind of the target audience comment yeah. that I made. Uh, that's the best way to figure out who your customers are because if you don't know who they are, you could spend literally thousands of dollars on advertisements and just. You just burnt the You're money. You're just wasting. Yeah. You might as well just flush it down the toilet because you don't know who those people are. So 
I, I've heard the phrase like you're you're trying to sell hot dogs in a vegan like a vegan party. Yeah, you know it's just not you you're in the wrong place at right. the wrong time. You know you I have used to, to ask know. What's that? You're selling iced Eskimos. Yeah, exactly. But, so, the, but the, so other, the other valuable part about looking at your site's analytics, whether it's yeah. the built-in one with like Wix has their own right. analytics platform. I do know they integrate with anal- Google Analytics as sure. well. But the good thing with those analytics tools is um, not only to see where people are coming from and what devices they're using right. and all of that, but also just is my content effective? Yeah, exactly. So you can... Am I wasting my time or not? Right. If you wrote... We've had some circumstances where we've even here written just crazy good blog posts right we think they're going to be hits yeah and then they don't get any traffic right. and they're up for years and whether it's an SEO and it's not issue, necessarily that you, you did anything wrong it's not bad content it's just maybe the right people aren't seeing it well and then we'll, we've we've actually joe's actually helped with this we've retold yeah. some of those blog posts and 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 rewrote them or yeah. re- reanalyzed them and published them again or had them recrawled yeah. after a few months and then they take off they get a featured snippet now right. they're at the top of google so it just it lets you look at what's happening on your website and determine like, is it, is it effective? Is my funnel on my website working correctly? Um, am I getting any traffic from Google or Bing or whoever? So, um, right. You know, it's a, it's a good tool. It can get complicated. Yep. We won't get into the complications of it today, but just to start out getting it installed on your site is, is very important. And even, yeah. even like we had mentioned earlier, just to wrap this part up, if you don't know how to install Google Analytics and you don't, yeah. you know, you don't have an agency to help you, or you don't want to do it um, through somebody else, there are a lot of steps. Yeah. There's some plugins if you're using WordPress, or in fact, Squarespace and some of them now tell you step by step how yep. to make a Google Analytics account and copy the code in, right. and it makes it super easy for you. Yeah, there are definitely DIY options yeah. for everybody, and and but website builders do make that very easy. You're also limited with some of the data you can get from that too, so exactly. it's yeah. a trade off. They, they like to keep a lot of that data and make right. their own money, so take their cuts. So absolutely, I would say WordPress is a good option for that, just because they have an easy plug-in option, just plug and play mm-hmm. um, with Google. Yeah, they just but, give uh, you a little code and pop it in. Right, absolutely. But uh, yeah, so to. To wrap it all up, basically you have to have these five things, and there are more, but these are the top five things that I've sort of experienced that need to be in every website. And one is purpose and goals. You need to know what you're going to do and why you're going to do it, because if you don't, you might be building something for no reason, mm-hmm. because, uh, or not not no reason, but it won't be effective. You're right? spinning your tires. Exactly. Um, two is UX, UI design, user experience, user interface, why that's important. It's your digital storefront, you know, you want people to walk into those digital doors and immediately feel at home, feel like they're, they're welcome and that they know where to find you. Uh, sorry, they know what you're selling, how it's going to make their life better and then where to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, number three would be mobile responsiveness. As we talked about most people, 60% of people, the majority of people, uh, use the internet on their phones. So you got to have a crisp looking website, both on desktop uh, and your, your mobile phone SEO. Obviously, uh, that's how, I would say the large majority of people are going to find you mm-hmm. uh, is Googling. I mean, yeah, if that's broken, you're, you can spend all the time and money on your site. If that's not working correctly, you're not going to get your money and, back. And that's the thing that I want to emphasize the most is, you know, building a beautiful website doesn't mean anything if nobody sees it or mm-hmm. even knows it's there. So that's just marketing one-on-one. If mm-hmm. you have the best company, the best product in the world, and you see that, you know, you see other uh, really great products kind of lose out to, to, to cheap products because mm-hmm. the cheap, businesses the, the the businesses selling those cheap products are just better at advertising yeah better at selling um so maybe most people just don't know it's a better option right over there but and that is where marketing is very important all right so 
obviously SEO is very important. And then the last thing is analytics. It's kind of tying all those other things together and giving you the data you need to really um, to drive sales because mm-hmm. otherwise, why, why do you have a business? <laughs> it's almost like the, the rinse and repeat from your list. You exactly. get all the way down to the bottom and you analyze what you've done yep. and then go back to the top and maybe not build a new website, but make some edits and then go back down through right. and figure out, you know, just keep doing that process over and over again. And eventually yeah. you'll have a pretty well optimized uh, machine of a website. Yeah. Once you, once you have an idea of who's coming, why are they leaving? You know, if they're leaving on a specific page and mm-hmm. that sort of thing, you can fix that page, that sort of thing. That's a good example. But once you do that, like you said, you have a foundation of a website. You don't necessarily need to refactor the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Just make tweaks. And you could do that. That's the beautiful thing about websites is they're there all the time. You just go and tweak it. People keep seeing it. Uh, you make it a little better. Um, you take things away. You add things. And it gets better over time. And mm-hmm. you curate a target audience. You curate your business. You drive sales. You grow. Yep. So, um, so, yeah, that's the five kind of web standards for what every website needs. So. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Um, this is Lead Lamp Media. Yeah. And if you ever need any help with a website or anything yep. that we talked about, um, you can always reach out to us. <clears throat> we'll have our information in the bottom of the show here, like <laughs> somewhere around here. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you know, we, we want to help and we obviously we're in business to do these things, but right. we also understand that some businesses are small and starting out. So right. um, we do like to try to guide people as well and just... Here's how you can get started with what you have. Right. Um, you know, we don't, we, we, we recognize it. It's not always doing a $20,000 website right away. Right. You can start very small and, and scale. So exactly. if you ever need help, you can reach out to us.